0: The Lord be with you. And also Amen. Lift up your hearts. Amen. We have gathered to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. The liturgy, music, and homily on this Bach Cantata Sunday are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, your self-selection of forms of ministry in our midst, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us come Sunday. This day of beauty, this is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God. may we pray. O God, you declare your almighty power chiefly in showing mercy and pity. Grant us the fullness of your grace that we running to obtain your promises may become partakers of your heavenly treasure through Jesus Christ our Lord who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Moments of quiet. This moment of silence is an hour and a time for us together to offer our confession of sin, to bring before God all that is past. As we do this Sunday, as the choir sings our traditional Kyrie, let us pray. Beloved, if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. God.
1: A lesson from St. Paul's Epistle to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full of accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interest, but to the interest of others. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed me, not only in my presence, but much more now in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, enabling you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: Let us read responsively verses from Psalm 78 with the antiphon. Give ear, O my people, to my teaching. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings from of old, things that we have heard and known that our ancestors have told us. We will not hide them from their children, we will tell to the coming generation the glorious deeds of the Lord and his might and the wonders that he has done. In the sight of their ancestors, he worked marvels in the land of Egypt, in the fields of Zoan. He divided the sea and let them pass through it and made the waters stand like a heap. In the daytime, he led them with a cloud and all night long with a fiery light. He split rocks open in the wilderness and gave them drink abundantly as from the deep. He made streams come out of the rock and caused waters to flow down like rivers. And now, beloved, rise up in body as you are able, but certainly in heart, for the singing of the Gloria Deo and the reading of the gospel.
3: Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Saint Matthew chapter one, 21 verses 23 through
4: 32 Glory to you, Lord.
3: When he entered the temple the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said By what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority Jesus said to them I will also ask you one question If you tell me the answer then I will also tell you by what authority I do these things Did the baptism of John come from heaven, or was it of human origin? And they argued with one another. If we say, from heaven, he will say to us, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say, of human origin, we are afraid of the crowd, for all regard John as a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We do not know. And he said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think?' A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work in the vineyard today. He answered, I will not. But later he changed his mind and went. The father went to the second and said the same. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said, The first. Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, the tax tax collectors and the prostitutes are going into the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him, and even after you saw it, you did not change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: This Sunday we are confronted by one of the most endearing and most alluring little parables in all of Scripture, maybe in all of literature. How it fits with the rest of the lessons is not entirely clear, at least to me, nor is it clear how the lesson in Matthew fits with the other assigned readings for the day, Philippians, our Psalm, and so on. Dark sayings from old, of old indeed. But The collision of order and answer, of beckoning and response, has to haunt. A man has two sons. Already the plot is thickened with rivalry, with competition, with family intrigue. Then the preaching of the gospel occurs. The vintner tells something. It is a statement that beckons, not formally a question, or even an invitation, simply a command, go. He commands, Schweitzer would be pleased. Go and live, go and work, go and love, go and prune, go and pluck, go and tend your garden, go up, up and go. Every day and every Lord's Day, the word arises to us Singing our nostrils, go. The day accosts us with a challenge to the good, a choice, if Dewey is right, a choice between goods. You know, I have a feeling about a feeling abroad. I think some of us sometimes have the sinking feeling that things are not going so well that things are adrift or worse. We see war wounds that do not heal. We see environmental gashes that we rue, ice melting, melting, melting. We watch another attempt to bring expanding gambling to the Commonwealth and wonder, is this the very best we can do, our own best selves. We see an economy that leaves out, as James Walters said this week, 14 million people, the equivalent of the total population of New England. Maybe twice that when you get everybody counted. We see a beloved country and respected government that can't seem to organize a two-car funeral. We have a certain feeling. And to top it all off, the Red Sox are not always winning every day. You know, I think there is an ennui abroad, a languishing in doldrums of pervasive malaise. So when the word comes, come Sunday, up, go, you, work, vineyard, today. We are very tempted to pull up the covers, sleep in, call in sick, drive in late. And more so, we're just not really sure we can do anything about these apparently irremediable driftings. What difference does it make what I do? So, says son number one, I will not go. Son number two doesn't go. He just evades the compliant, not the defiant one. Number two says, yes, Mrs. Cleaver, but in the end, he doesn't go. He never meant to. He just doesn't like conflict. Well, who does? But the first son has a change of heart. I find this so encouraging, heartening, lovely. Upfront, he says, no, no, no way, no way, Jose. He's defiant, and he's willing to say it. I don't think so, Mr. Vintner, Mr. Father, Mr. Voice, Mr. Life, Mr. Daytime. I think I will just turn in my ticket. Thanks, but no thanks but he has a change of heart. Will you notice with me that the main thing we want to know is not told to us? We want to know what changed the heart? What did the trick? What sealed the deal? What moved the lever? And the scripture responds, address not known. In other words, shrouded it is in mystery. So we are not only free, but required to imagine, to speculate, and I plan to take that full freedom today with my dear colleague and friend, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett. We do not know what brought the change of heart, but I know what can change a heart. Beauty. An experience of the beautiful can change the heart. A thank you note, a sunrise, a poem, a violin sonata, a student writing on our memory board outside. I saw the planes hit from my fourth grade window. There is a beauty in that memory of innocence lost. When you come to church on Sunday, you may be saying, no, no, I will not you may not be willing to have any change, let alone a change in the heart. It is in that very condition that John Wesley went in the rain to Aldersgate Street. No, I will not go to the vineyard, said he. Not today, but you get to church and beauty. Sun through stained glass, organ meditation, word fitly spoken, Bach cantata, Music can say things that words never can. Beauty is like that. Help me
5: out, Dr. Jarrett, help me out. Well, actually Dean Hill, Bach suggests his own answer for the source of son number one's change of heart. With the spirit of beauty, uh, perhaps it is indeed a spirit of beauty. That is to say, the angels encamped around sun number one. Angels, surrounded by us in the windows here, angels and saints, they are the very picture of beauty. Today's cantata celebrates these spirits of beauty and light, the angels. Originally written for the festival of Saint Michael on September 29th, our cantata today commemorates the victory of Michael the archangel over Satan as depicted and the Book of Revelation. The first movement of the cantata today, it brims with joyful celebration, complete with trumpets and timpani, and in a light, jovial dance style. Any of the jagged depictions of the battle are replaced by the brilliance of the celebration. Here, there are no fugues, no demanding complexities of the ear. We hear the voice of Bach's finest expressions of jubilation. As the cantata proceeds, Bach takes the anticipated turn inward, to we, to we, the person in the pew. As if to say, we acknowledge and celebrate the great things that the Lord has brought to pass, but now we mark the ways in which the Lord continues to work on our behalf in our living, in our working, our sleeping, our loving, and yes, in our departing. The central aria of the cantata, Goddess or God's angels never retreat, uh, these airy beings, the angels are depicted as they watch over our every need, preventing us from danger and temptation. You'll notice in the lightness of the string playing and the string riding, you'll notice the angelic voice of soprano Margot Rude. The second half of the cantata reminds us that in our departing, God's angels will usher us to Abraham's bosom, just as he did with Elijah and the fiery chariot. You see, Bach is always teaching us a Bible lesson and uh, cross-referencing himself in his Bible. Our dependence on the angels becomes clearer in the final duet, Seid wachsam, ihr heiligenwächter. Be vigilant, you holy watchmen. The instrument, the bassoon, takes the role of the lone watchman in his nightly rounds protecting us from Satan's snare. The duets, duet, the vocalist of the duet, sing to the bassoon, be watchful, care for us, and their urging is depicted in the coloratura of the line. The cantata concludes with the famous chorale, lieb, which some Marsh Chapel congregates will recognize as the chorale that concludes the St. John Passion. In the chorale, God's angels usher us to heaven, when we meet our end, ever-present and ever-vigilant. So who can tell the source of beauty behind son number one's change of heart? Perhaps God's angels are guiding son number one. Or perhaps it's the voice of Lincoln from the window there, invoking the better angels of our nature. Or perhaps it's all the same, a shared and a common beauty ready and available. You know, Scott, sometimes
0: we come in saying no, and we leave saying yes. What changes the heart? Pierces, transforms the heart? Angelic beauty does. It does. It whispers, reminds. There are a lot of things wrong, but there are a lot of things right. Somebody wrote this cantata, sheer beauty. Somebody practiced and taught it, sheer beauty. Someone sang it and played it, sheer beauty. And here we are, and here you are, and here I am. Music can say things that words never can.
6: Bach gave us God's word, Mozart gave us God's laughter, Beethoven gave us God's fire, and God gave us music that we might pray without words. We give thanks this morning to the Marsh Chapel Choir and Collegium under the direction of Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett for leading us in prayer this morning. peace of the Lord be always with you. We do hope you'll take a moment to put your name down on the red book found along the center aisle of each pew so we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the week. If you could pass that along to your neighbor we'd be most grateful. We would note that at following the service today is a reception and luncheon in honor of our just recently left uh, Director of Hospitality Elizabeth Fonby Hall. We welcome her back for this Sunday and hope you will join us to bid her a fond farewell as she moves on to Oklahoma. We would encourage you to keep an eye on the chapel website, bu.edu chapel, for all of our updated services and activities, as well as the opportunity for online giving. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
0: For the beauty of the earth, for the glory of the skies, for the love which from our birth over and around us lies. Lord of all, to thee we raise. These are prayers of thanks and praise. Bless these gifts and the givers we ask. Amen. grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and always. Amen.